now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The July extravaganza is here. We took a week off. We wanted to give everyone a break from us, from me in particular. But we're back. And it's that time of year. We're July 11th recording this. Folks, less than two months until we have football in our lives. And guess what? This is when it starts. The preview starts now. We're going to go by conference, by division, leading you right up until that first week of September when things go crazy. But I want to, don't want to jump too far ahead. We just wrapped up the 4th of July. It's a big event for the three of us, I'm sure, for everyone listening. I got to see my good friend Connor Powers. I've now seen Connor and John in the last month and a half. I, didn't uh, seen special. A, I hadn't seen John in about a decade. Forgot what he looked like. Um, Connor, I see more frequently, but nonetheless, great catching up boys. How was your 4th of July weekend week? Connor, you want to go first? Yeah, I had a great time. Whole lot of golf, whole lot of lake, whole lot of boating, some drinking, good eats, you know, really for me, probably a top three holiday. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, the Hamptons, the Montauk area were were fantastic. Um, Really, it was more, it was just good morale, you know, good company up there. There's no cell service. It seems like in the middle of the island in that area, it's crazy. Uh, Pretty underdeveloped. There's two roads, you know. One day, the roads got completely shut off to Montauk. We didn't even get out to our uh, table reservation the one day because there were like two accidents. Rest in peace. I believe there were casualties. Pretty sad, but kind of crazy. I, I was surprised by the lack of roads and cell service, but it was good. More time uh, just being engaged with the people. A lot of laughs. A lot of good. A lot of good times. Love to see it. I speaking of you know lacking cell service, just in general, I went like a good day without realizing that USC and UCLA joined the Big Ten. I, we talked, and then I got yelled at because I brought it up the next I, day. And, like, I, I need to back. That. I don't remember talking about that. We need to back this up. All right, John, I'm going to set the scene for you, okay? I'm at Chad's Lake House on Friday. The news breaks. I tell the group almost instantaneously when it happens because I have tweet alerts set up for certain people. I literally say UCLA and USC are going to the Big Ten. Chad says, oh, wow, directly to my face. Mr. Messier also acknowledges that I said it and goes, wow, that'd be a big thing. Chad's friend Andy also acknowledges that I said it. And then Chad just wakes up on Saturday after consuming just a couple adult snacks. (laughs) And the guy doesn't know it happened. Just, I mean, not, not a real explanation for that one other than it being a long day for Chad. I, you know, I'm the, I, I can't handle my alcohol. Simple as that. It gets to me too quickly. I get too excited early in the day. You know, it's 10, 30, 11 a.m. And I just, I want to have it all. I want it all in my belly. And then, you know, three o'clock comes around. I'm like, Chad, you overdid it again. Let's, you know, let's reel it back in. And by, you know, the next morning, it's like, I didn't know. Realignment taking place. Jeez. Chad, you know, sometimes you trial and error out there. It's, it's learning from past mistakes. Yeah. Good to yeah. So speaking of realignment, since we're doing the Big 12 today, Oklahoma and Texas, this is potentially their last year, officially their last year. Are, we don't know yet, right? They're trying we to get know it. Anything. Yeah. So they're leaving the Big 12. Uh, the Big 12 allegedly is trying to pick up some Pac-12 teams. Um, wow. So, yeah, we got, we got a whole work? lot of – Say that again. Will that work? Like, what's that conference going to look like, like, hypothetically right now? Can you fill me in? So it's basically going to be the conference you'll bet on you won't watch. So you got the Kansas States. You got the Oklahoma States. Throw in there, like, an Arizona State. 
you know, maybe a Colorado. I think they are trying. Players. Yeah, they're trying to add Colorado, Washington. I think. Wow. So it's just uh, like it's the Pac-12, like, like before. Nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. throw up a little bit talking about it. Um, but pause. We'll, we'll go more into realignment. Let's start not football-related, and we'll transition in. The Open Championship. You know, we've been big on the last few weeks. John's been, you know, giving us more games, more action. So no preparation, boys. We're doing a, a three-team draft for the Open. All right, $10 a man. We each get three players. All right, we're going to snake draft it. Um, the order will be... John picks first, Chad second, Connor goes three, four in the snake. I want to put a caveat in there. You okay. can't have more than two guys that are in the top 10 of the odds board. All right. I have the odds pulled up on FanDuel. Okay. I don't even have, can, you, can we read those off to start the top 10? You sure. said so you can't have more than two in the top 10? Yeah. So here's the top 10. Rory McIlroy. Plus a thousand, Xander Shoffley plus thirteen hundred, Jordan Spieth plus fifteen hundred, John Rahm plus sixteen hundred, Scheffler plus sixteen hundred, Matthew Fitzpatrick plus eighteen hundred, Justin Thomas plus two thousand, Shane Lowry plus two thousand, Cameron Smith plus twenty two hundred, and then number ten is Patrick Cantley plus twenty six hundred. Okay. And we're snake drafting, Chad. Yeah. I felt like Connor just named about 35 golfers, and it's just the top ten. Okay. I'm going to go with – I, I got to go with Rory. I got to go with Rory to start. Wow. Okay. He would have been my number one pick as well. Sure. I, I agree. Would have been my number one pick. Um, okay, go and I'm going to go with Chalk here. Uh, he's the hottest guy in the field now. Xander Shoffley's won the last two events he's played in. Give me Shoffley. I will take John Rahm. Okay, and you have another one coming. I have another pick. Uh, my second pick will be... Give me Morikawa, number two. Okay, and he's top ten odds, right? He's not. Oh, he's not. John Rahm is. John Rahm is, though. So I already have mine. Um, am I up? I am up. That is, and then you. Okay. Um, Connor, I, I'm seeing Zalatoris as 11th, so outside the top 10. Can you confirm? Okay, give me Will Zalatoris. Some say he looks like me. Um, you know, he's ugly. I'm ugly is what it is. <laughs> but okay. he's been a beast in majors. Give me Willie. So I got two. Yes, you do. Yeah. Remind me who you two both picked already and remind the listeners. Uh, so Chad Michael has taken Xander Shoffley and Will Zalatoris. Connor H. Powers has taken John Rahm and Morikawa. All right. Morikawa is my usual pick, so that's tough. I'm going to go with um, Matthew Fitzpatrick, the Englishman. He's top 10 odds. Okay, so I, got, I, I have to go outside the top 10 now, I believe, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Take them, John. You know who you need to take. No, I'm not taking him. You know you need to take him. I'm taking Seamus Power. Love that. You have another pick. No. Are we going four? Are we going four? No. You Three. couldn't pick. You couldn't pick Fitzpatrick because he's also top 10 in, in odds. Why? He has roar. You said you can't have more than two. Yeah. I meant more than one. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, okay. So that changes John, everything. That changes re- absolutely everything. Repick Fitzpatrick. All right. I'll keep that more than two. That's no, fine. Oh, I like that stipulation, Connor. Make John think about it. No, don't. I don't. I don't think that's. I, I think that's terrible. I think you can have. You can have two. Come on, give me a break. All right. There you go. All right. We'll give him Fitz because I did say that at the beginning. So I'll give yeah. him Fitzpatrick, Rory, and Seamus Power. Seamus Power. Chad, John, your third final golfer. John betrays his brethren. Where'd you get your diploma? I won't be taking him though. 
Um, give me my least favorite golfer I'm seeing on the odds board, Jordan Spieth. Are you writing these teams down, Chad? You should do that. Yeah, he's got them. And I'll take, I'll finish it off with Scotty Scheffler. Okay. Wow. All right. So and to be clear, we're doing lowest combined score, correct? No, because if guys get cut, that fucks it up. Oh. So we'll do money. Right. What the, you know, where they stack up. It shows the, mo- the money, right. how it's distributed afterwards. So that's the easiest way to do it. Um, perfect. So we got our teams to recap. John, right, Clem- you- go, ahead. go ahead. Okay. John Clemens led off with Rory McIlroy. Very solid pick out of him. Um, follows it up with Matthew Fitzpatrick. You know, John's kind of feeble like that. And then Seamus Power to end it. Uh, Chad Michael goes Xander, Willie, and Spieth. Very basic. And then Connor Powers goes with John Rahm, Colin Morkauer, and Scotty Scheffler. I'm ki- what was the draft strategy, fellas? What were we, what were we thinking there? I, I was trying to will myself into taking Tiger Woods, and I'm like, listen, I I haven't won a bet against John. Going with my heart hasn't worked. Uh, <laughs> let's switch it up. Let's go with the brain. Um, so yeah. See, so I went. Um, I went. You know, three three guys from over there. You know, three guys from that Lynx Golf neck of the woods. Feeling pretty good about it. I did not I do that. We took Morikawa because I like his iron play, and I think this tournament's going to be big on the irons. He does have some so, sensual iron swings. He does. That's who I watch slow-mo videos of to make my swing better. But speaking of Tiger, how do you think he'll do? Do you think he makes the cut? They probably not. That's I think he'll make it. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna squeeze himself in there. He's gonna sneak in. You think he's gonna will himself to make it? It's cut? his last run at St Andrews. I, I truthfully don't know his historic record at that course, but it just feels like he's got to sneak in. It's got. Folks, he's got not to expect Tiger Woods t-shirts to be on Saturday afternoon. You know, out day drinking. I'll tell you what you shouldn't do is doubt Tiger Woods. No, you shouldn't. You really should. Never ever. Tell you what, he's 65 to 1 if you want to throw a little snack out there. That could be a Saturday morning or a Thursday, Thursday morning. Yeah. You're a Tiger guy. Why not throw 10 on him to win 650? What are you What are you doing with that $10? Buying two beers? You know, we're having some beverages at work tomorrow, a little happy hour thing. Who knows? A few, uh, uh, half a beer down, and I'm gonna be putting the mortgage on Tiger. So, you know, you know how it be. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Evian. I've never had this water before, even though I see it everywhere. And I'll tell you what, it's damn good. Wow. Made by the French Alps with a 7.2 pH balance. All right, sorry. Yeah. It really that last sip really hit me different, so I had to give a quick shout out. I feel you. Boys, it's time. I'm te- I'm getting emotional. I'm tearing up thinking about it. But let's go into our Big 12 preview. We'll hit the NFC North later. Football, football, football. Um, where to begin? I don't know. Um, Connor, why don't you go uh, down uh, the Big 12 odds? Give us those. We'll see if there's any numbers we like. All right. So... As per usual, Oklahoma the favorite to win the conference at plus 175, followed by Texas at plus 230, Oklahoma State and Baylor at plus 700, TCU at plus 1,000, Kansas State at plus 1,500, Iowa State plus 1,800, West Virginia plus 2,500, Texas Tech plus 4,000, and finally Kansas plus 10,000. Kansas probably is going to win the conference. Uh, quick knee-jerk thoughts on there. Quick shout-out Mike Nowitzki, starting center over there. We root for Kansas. We, we stand the Jayhawks here. Stabilize the trenches. It's crazy. Les Miles is already out. Like he's he's got, Did he even coach there last year? No, the UB coach out there. What yeah. a wild, like, why did he go there, and wow, was it a failure? That's just a pure money grab, dude. You think he actually gave a fuck about 
how Kansas football was doing. No way. There's no way that guy at that age had the the desire to rebuild an entire program. There's just no shot. And they're a disaster, but you'd love to see him be good again. Um, you know, and I think we still need to fact check this. Is this Texas and Oklahoma's last year in the Big 12? I'm, I'm running a quick fact check. You guys give your thoughts on those odds if you have them. I'm not taking any Big 12 conference odds personally. So I got nothing to offer there. So I, I, I think my value play, it, or, you know, however you want to put it, my dark horse is Kansas State. I know they're actually a pretty hot dark horse candidate. Uh, across the country, but they bring in for his 19th season, Adrian Martinez uh, transfers in from Nebraska and they have Deuce Vaughn, who's one of probably the five best running backs in college football. Um, and, and their schedule, you know, really isn't that bad. They start out South Dakota, Missouri and Tulane. all of which <laughs> at home. So I see him starting three, you know, they're on the road at Oklahoma. That's a loss. But then, you know, they have Texas. <laughs> at home which is a uh, is a toss-up game and then you know they finished the year with texas at home at baylor so i think this is a team a ceiling team of nine and two um i i think that's their best possible outcome is nine and two and you know maybe if they have the right tiebreaker they win the conference uh but i think they're probably more like a three loss team um and then my favorite pick it's kind of the value there on Baylor is really nice, and it's nothing again. I think Oklahoma is going to be very good, but Baylor was the best team in the Big 12 last year. They finished this season ranked fifth in the country. Um, Dave Aranda is phenomenal, head coach mm-hmm. there. Um, I, I, I think the value is on Baylor, so I'm going to pick Baylor to, to win the conference. Oh, Chad, I'm so with you, dude. I, I, I like Baylor a lot. Um, I liked them a lot last year. I took them, took them down the stretch in a good amount of their games, and Dave Aranda's a great coach. I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think that's kind of what you need to see. You know, they're probably going to be a little bit more motivated. You know, Oklahoma, Texas are just clear villains. They always have been, but even more so now. Um, and I've got a, a little bit of a response here. There's some uncertainty around when they actually are leaving the Big 12. Um, it's looking like 2025 which is kind of crazy, which then kind of brings into the picture. I think the Big 12 is adding those four schools, right? Like Cincinnati, Houston. Uh, John, I think the Big 12 te- – so they hired the Big 12. We may have talked about this. They hired a new commissioner a couple yeah. weeks ago now. And it sounds like a lot of this hire had to do with their negotiations for their next TV rights. Right. So their current one might be up. Uh, yeah. 2025, which is like the timeline when Oklahoma and Texas are losing. I'm not sure if that's the exact reason, but I, I believe that might be it. Well, that would mean a 14-team Big 12, because those four teams are coming in, I believe, in 2023. Uh, and I'm, I'm forgetting the other two, Cincinnati, Houston. You um, and Cincinnati, Houston, SMU, and what, Memphis? No, uh, BYU. UCF, no? Yeah, UCF. We need some fact checkers on this thing. We need to hire some interns. It's the summer. We need some summer interns to help us out on the fucking numbers, dude, behind the computer. I can only type so fast. And I'm already trying to scramble and figure out what the hell's going on in the Big 12 this year tonight. Um, Brett Venables, I'm interested to see. There's a reason we started with the Big 12. Let's just, you know, put it that way, you know? It's a mess. I mean, it's a fucking mess. Well, what's worse, the Big 12 or the Pac-12? Did I make a mistake not starting with the Pac-12? It doesn't really matter. I mean, both are a mess. Um, I will say the Big 12 always produces a, a, a team that I tend to just rely on and bet on throughout the year every game. Last year, I believe it was Baylor. West Virginia, wasn't it? No, West Virginia <laughs> was two years before. ago. West Virginia was bun cheeks last year, dude. John, um, you had three weeks where you went Kansas State this past year. I like Kansas State. You know, they now they, they graduated, I think, a couple of key players, so I, I don't know. Um you know, Colin Klein, I see, is their new offensive coordinator. I feel like he was a quarterback for them not long ago. Um, I guess, is Deuce Vaughn back? Yes. 
Wow, and you said Adrian Martinez is back, and he's over at Kansas State. That actually is an interesting little team. Dynamic. But that's an interesting little team. Kansas State could definitely, definitely be that dog for me this year. Um, I'm excited to watch Bijan Robinson for Texas, of course. You know, good player. Quinn Ewers, we'll see what he can do. A um, couple new coaching regimes there for the Red River rivalry. But I, I do like Baylor at the end of the day. I have some con- so you mentioned Texas. I have some concerns with that, especially with the schedule. So they start out against Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe, which is fine, but then they have Alabama, which they'll lose. They follow up Alabama with UTSA, who went twelve and two last year. I don't know what they lost, but that's not an easy one. And then they're at Texas Tech, so that's like a four game. UTSA stretch. lost a lot of players, for the record. They lost. I think they had three guys drafted this past year which I feel like for them is a lot. So I think don't be surprised if Texas starts two and two would not surprise me at all. Um, I was going to say, I actually like Texas's win total over. I I think they win nine games at least. Are they eight and a half or what's their win total? They're just a flat eight at some books. Okay. Um, you got to pay up a little bit. It's minus 145 <clears throat> at DraftKings, but. What is uh, Kansas State's win total? Kansas State sitting at six and a half. Love that. What's Baylor? Baylor seven and a half. Hammer. That's yeah. a that one's juiced minus one fifty right now. So Don't it's going to bump up Love to eight it. at some point. Love it. Love it. Love both of those. I tell you what, them them laying Kansas out there at two and a half. Like that almost makes me want to take the over, and then they're they dangling, won't win a game. They're dangling a little carrot in front of your face right there with that. Yeah, that's just terrible. Uh, some notable preseason Heisman Trophy odds for Big Twelve members. Who do you guys think is the the? Who do you think in the Big Twelve has the best odds to win the Heisman? Um, Bijan. B- 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 that is correct. He's plus 1,600, followed up by Quinn Ewers at plus 2,000. They're both top five in Heisman odds. I assume that's because people are just – people just like to bet Texas. You know, it's like Texas the Cowboys. back? Like, no, I mean, people just like betting the hype. Uh, Who's quarterback for Oklahoma this year? Dylan Gabriel. Wow. They'll be a, diff, they'll be a really different team. Venables, defensive coach, I mean, they're going to be very different. Very, very different. He's plus three thousand, Dylan Gabriel, to win the Heisman. Terrible! Don't don't touch that. That'll be awful. Um, they're going to be a lot different, though. It's going to be interesting to watch. Um, any closing Big Twelve thoughts? I think I've expanded or 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 gotten out all of my Big Twelve knowledge thoughts. Really like Baylor and Kansas State to summarize. Baylor to win. Kansas State to cause problems. Um. Big 12, they're fighting for their lives. They're battling every day. I want to give you guys... That conference is in the trenches, dude. It is. It is. I want to give you hypothetical odds right now. And it is a Big 12 team to make the college football playoff. Uh, Yes to that. We're going to put at plus 140. And no, we'll put at minus 170. Where are you leaning? I don't think any of them will make it, so... Okay. Those are pretty good odds, I think, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that, was, that wasn't a bad job. You should go apply for some jobs out in Vegas. I mean, I'd be better than everyone there. The best. Ah, I think the only team that realistically has a shot this year is if Texas actually puts all the talent together and say they only lose to, like, Alabama, I think they're in. Almost if- based on brand name alone. If their only loss is Alabama, they are a hundred percent in. Yeah. Big Twelve could be interesting. You never know. Like John said, I don't. I don't believe in Oklahoma this year. There's too much change there. They're gonna be a lot different. The Big Twelve could be interesting. We'll see. Um, You know, those guys out there don't—they're just out there. They're just out there. The Big Twelve, you know, could dissolve at any moment. 
You know the meme of the uh, building, like the the building, it's like bent over, like hanging on by like just like two wooden beams. That's what the Big Twelve is, just barely hanging in there. It's like that lock with the Cheeto. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I want to um, before we move on to the NFC North, I want to put a a poll in for the listeners. So tweet at us, not a poll, but just tweet at us between you know when you hear this and next week's episode. What conference do you want us to do next? Your choices are the ACC and the Pac-12. We're going to leave it up to you guys. We will include Notre Dame in the ACC when we do our preview. But ACC Pac-12, all right, tell us where we're going next. But let's move on to the NFC North. (laughs) We're starting with the most boring conference in the NFL, and we're going to get more enjoyable as we go. Um, the Did NFC you do North, this conference ladies purely to disrespect the Packers? That was my. Are you surprised? Thought. No, I you know, no. I came in here really wanting to talk about the Washington football team, and I forgot. I I mixed up the conferences or the divisions. I wanted to do NFC East, but we'll leave the East. We'll go with the North. Um, I wanted to do this to get a rile out of Matt Marzula. We should have brought him on for the epi that, you know, we talk about his pack, but again, it's not all about him. Um, so the NFC North last year to recap the the Packers finished at 13 and four, the Vikings eight and nine, the bears six and 11, the lions 13, three and one. Connor, do you have odds for this coming season, the NFC North? I do. Um, Packers minus 165, the Vikings plus 260, Lions plus 850, and the Bears plus 1,000. The Packers, that's actually pretty like good value right there on the Packers, minus 165. They lost a lot of talent, you know. Obviously, Devontae Adams is gone. He's he's out in Vegas now. Um, I believe they lost six starters total. He was the biggest. I mean, Zadarius Smith, uh, you know, a couple other starters, couple coaches, but most of the roster I'd say is still intact. Some big signings: Sammy Watkins. Uh, they drafted Christian Watson. He kind of looks like a stud. I'd keep an eye on Christian Watson, rookie receiver, I believe, out of like North Dakota State, maybe. He looks like he's going to be a really good player. Um, drafted a few more. So, you know, they finally took some receivers. That's what all the fans have been wanting, right? They didn't take anyone in the first round, but they got three. So, they'll still be good. I mean, they still got Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm with Chad here. I think there's a lot of value on the Packers at minus 165. Yeah. I um, Listen, I, I apologize to Matt Marzullo. I didn't see the bigger picture on draft night because they ended up getting their guy anyways. But that defense is going to be stacked, I think, the Green Bay Packer defense. Jair Alexander with a full offseason. He'll mm-hmm. be healthy. Uh, they drafted the two Georgia guys in the first round this year. Um. And they still got that bad man, dude. Aaron Rodgers, until he retires. It's like Brady in the AFC East. They just find a way to get that division done. You know what I mean? Regular season Aaron. That's what we call him. That's what we love him for. Regular season Aaron. Nothing like it. I will say, though, if I had to pick another team, I, I think if you wanted to throw a flyer on the Lions at plus 850, I don't hate that. I will never put money on Kirk Cousins to win that division, though. There's no shot. I agree. I don't. I, I actually am intrigued by the Lions and the the Bears, but neither of them will win the division. Uh, really? The Lions. I am so excited to watch Jameson Williams just zip around. He's just going to be zipping around the field. Just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. he's just going to be zip and zap. Bro, uh, we don't even know when he's going to get on the field. I I don't care. I may take him. I, I may pull a Connor Powers. Or I might pay, play a Will Fuller and take him in like the third round. Something egregious. Um, that's how much I love Jamison Williams. Dude. He's going to be zipping. 
Do you know that Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks for the Bears last year? Franchise record. Good player. I didn't even know he was on the Bears last year. I thought he retired after he was That's on the Dolphins. crazy. Um, they lost Khalil, Khalil Mack. Um, but he missed a lot of the year last year with an injury anyway. You know, the Bears could be good. They might be good. They got a new coach. They staff. lost uh, Akeem Hicks signed elsewhere as well, or at least hasn't re-signed with the Bears. Okay. You know, you know what's the joke is us three right here. We could run an organization better than, you know, some of these guys that have been doing it for years. I mean, the Bears. Like, what are we doing, folks? I mean, you got to be kidding me. You have a rookie quarterback who you just were like, let him run around out there, die a couple times per game last season. This year, they're like, let's give him less receivers, a worse offensive line. Let's make everything worse and see how he does. Yeah. You know, like in a new GM, a new coach, a new everything. Although they needed to do that a year prior. It's just, it's it's mind boggling. Like, um, put us three in there and, you know, the Bears are a playoff team this year. Maybe. Possible. Um, I'm really intrigued by the Lions receiving court. Uh, added DJ Chark. Amandra St. Brown was a stud last year breakout. And uh, to your point, Jamison Williams is going to be fun to watch. So that's a good good trio for Jared Goff to sling it to. Um, very likely his last year as an NFL starting quarterback if they don't win many games. I'm sure the Lions will draft one of the many, many uh, options here next year. I'm intrigued by the Vikings. Um, you know, Kevin O'Connell coming over from the Rams. <clears throat> good coach. Under Sean McVay, he's like the second youngest now. And most of their roster, from what I read, has stayed intact this year, which really is kind of just a big uh, double double middle finger to Mr. Zimmer here, saying that it was his problem and not the roster. So what were their odds, Connor, the Vikings? Plus 260. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's intriguing because, I mean, that's a team I feel like every year they were – you know, talented team expected to do more than they did. New coach. Interesting. The Packers are vulnerable. Um, so I would I would keep an eye on the Minnesota Vikings for sure. John, I just forgot about the Lions have DeAndre Swift as well. I mean, the Lions might just be a wagon. I don't know I about mean, that. Um, might I think be only on the Lions. I think hey. I would say I would say it's probably gonna be Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. But I would watch the Vikings. I would keep an eye on the Vikings. Okay. The Lions uh, are building things the right way, it seems like, but they're not quite there. Uh with Jared Goff. They I don't just, know if Dan Campbell can really coach a big moment. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how long the like the rah rah works for. Like if they're just getting their face. I think spent. this is this is his last year, and it's probably Goff's last year. Like this is huge huge years for them. If they somehow pull something out of their buns, um, and save themselves another year, that'd be crazy. But I don't think it'll happen. Speaking of the uh, the Vikings, though, Justin Jefferson is the favorite to lead the NFL in receiving yards this year. I would keep an eye on the Minnesota Vikings. I really would. Interesting. Very intriguing. Justin Justin Jefferson's a good ball player, I will say. Stud. Yeah. He top top three easily. Maybe one. I don't know. Um you can think about that. Devontae. What are you what are you muttering? He might be. He might be, Connor. You want to give us some win totals for the division? Yeah, I can do that. You got to give me one second, though. John, is is JJ a top three receiver in the NFL? No. I can't answer that like off the cuff. I don't maybe maybe knows the wrong answer, but I would I would need to look at a list. I would need to look at the names. So you'd have like Devontae Adams, you'd have Tyreek Hill, you'd have Cooper Cup, you'd have Debo Samuel, you'd have DeAndre Hopkins, you'd have Chris Chambers. <laughs> you would have Chris Chambers, he'd be number one. You're goddamn right. <laughs> All right, here we go, here we go. 
Uh, so I'm just going to go alphabetically. So Chicago over under six and a half juice to the under the lions also six and a half juice to the under the Packers sitting at over under 10 and a half uh, juice to the over and the Minnesota Vikings eight and a half over under. I actually kind of do like the over for that over eight and a half for the Vikings. I would keep an eye on the Minnesota Vikings is what I would do. I love the over ten and a half for Green Bay. Regular season ride. Or yeah. It'll be right around there. I would just keep an eye on Minnesota. They're up to something up there. Okay. Um, the last thing I wanted to any fantasy sleepers from any of these teams that you oh, guys are looking for. I have no idea, dude. Are you kidding me? I well, oh, you kind of touched on Christian. It sounds like you're going to be targeting Christian Watson a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's a good player. Um, oh, sleeper, Justin Fields, baby. JF one, you know, he throws in forty fifties, you know, rushing yards a game, some rushing touchdowns. It's going to be running for his life. Uh, I like him a value late, especially if you don't if you wait on a quarterback. Tremendous value. Way better than Jalen Hurts. Not even remotely close. I'll have literally zero shares of Justin Fields this year in fantasy. Yeah, I no want way. nothing to do with that entire offense. Speaking of fantasy sleepers, Matthew Barry will re- be reporting his for a different uh, media outlet. He left ESPN today. I saw that. Where is he favored to land? I think, did he say specifically? I saw, I think it's one of the gambling sites. Okay. Wow, that's a changing of the guard there. Who's gonna Who's gonna be running the Stephen A. Smith? Is maybe gonna be Stephen A. Smith out there. <laughs> Stephen A. is gonna be fantasy football 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. I'm gonna have to look. Probably be, yell at probably be fucking gonna, Schefter. Gonna, they're gonna expand. They're gonna expand Schefter's scope more because that's what that's what needs to happen. I I think they're just gonna promote Field Barry. Uh, Field Field Yates. No. Oh, Field Yates is good. Field Yates is good. Um, John, do you have a 16 questions for us tonight or no? We do 20 now, and no, I don't. Do you? Um, yes. We can, we can skip it if you're not if, if if it's not prepared. Well, I I don't think we should necessarily skip it. I think you know it's something we have to go in, and we have to see who the best man is. And this will take the place of um, where are they now this week? We're going to go 20 questions and um, it's going to be Connor to serve. When was the last time we did where are they now? Like three weeks ago. Really? All right. Chad, um, you have you have a uh, okay. Is uh, does this person play a team sport? Yes. Is it football? Yes. We're on fire. Is a current a current NFL player? No. Uh, do they play on the uh, offensive side of the ball? Yes. Did they retire within the past five seasons? Let's just say past ten seasons. That would be easier for you. Uh, I'm not worried about the years. It's um, Yes. I'll say yes to that question. NFC North? No. I went too specific. I'm like contemplating if this guy even played in the NFL. Well, you asked the NFL, so you better have. Uh, yeah, but Chad said he wasn't a current NFL player and that he retired within the past 10 years, but he didn't know. No, it's it's within the last five years. I don't know if it was a technical retirement. I'll say that. Oh, all right. 
did he play in the AFC? No. Is he a current coach? No. Mm. NFC East? No. NFC West? Yes. Is it Colin Kaepernick? No. That was a good I guess. I with the technical retirement. Yeah. That was a really good guess. 49ers player. No. You didn't do that. Uh, you, you... <laughs> I got another guess, John. Go for it, dude. I don't... Why well, I don't think he would do this. Is it Henry Ruggs? <laughs> no. That's the AFC. No. Oh, yeah, it is. This guy is just <laughs> firing blanks, dude. Um, man. Was it a player for the Arizona Cardinals? No. Seahawks? No. All right, he's a Rams player. There's five guests left. All right, I haven't used any of mine, so I I might as well start going, right? Do whatever you got to do, man. Is it Eric Weddle? No. That's a damn good guess. Um... All right, uh, John, you asked earlier if you played on the offensive side of the ball, yeah? Oh, I did, yeah, shit, okay. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, good catch, good catch. Um, all right. Jeez, man, this could be anybody. Was this a defensive back? We just established that it was an offensive side of the ball. No, no, he said no. He said it wasn't. Connor, John fucked up by asking if it was Eric Weddle because earlier you asked if it was an offensive player, and I said yes. See, I thought you said no to that question. I'll let you go again. I'll let you redo that pick. Todd Gurley? Yes. (laughs) That was going to be my guess. (laughs) Damn it. It just all clicked for me at once right there. Uh, I knew you were thinking it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got – does anyone want to give a last call? Who's got something? MLB All-Star rosters were revealed. You don't want to talk about that? Oh, yes. Um, uh, it'll be fun. Home Run Derby. Has anyone announced yet? Yeah, Pete Alonzo, Ronald Acuna, and Albert Pujols. I love it. <laughs> Throw Miggy in there. Throw Miggy in there, and we're good. They might, dude. Miggy, so Miggy, it's pretty They're cool. The, the commissioner game, has a all-star designation for a career achievement this year for the first year of that as a part of the new CBA, and uh, Pujols and Miggy will be a part of the rosters for the AL and NL. I kind of love that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I actually like don't should, know. I feel like, sorry. Go ahead. I feel like they should only play them for like one inning, though. Like you should let the oh, yeah. actual all-stars play the majority of the game, but I have no problem with them like being on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably what the design will be. Um, Throw like Judge and Stanton in the Derby. Maybe mix in like Jordan Alvarez, and we're gonna have a show on our hands. Jordan Alvarez, I believe, is injured, unfortunately, so you probably won't be involved. Um, a lot of steam on Twitter for my man Julio Rodriguez to be in it. I don't know how I feel about that. I think that would be great for the game. Um, he's electric, and he hits tanks. All his home runs are fucking four hundred plus. I think. Um. You know, Goldie would probably put on a show out there. I don't really want him involved. I don't think I don't. I can't picture him doing that. Vlad, um, be excellent. Yeah, Vlad. Vlad would be great. 
Um, so what's that process like? Does it just like, do they ask specific players or? I'm sure it's like the dunk. Con- well, dunk contest, they already know like LeBron's never going to do it. But I think every year they probably go for the home run derby and, you know, Pete Alonzo, Judge, Stanton are like their first three calls. And they kind of worked out from there based on who's been hitting the most home runs. Otani would be exciting. They should put like D Gordon in it. See what happens. See Uh, if he can get one out of there. D Gordon. I forgot he was still in the league. Otani would be fun. Yes. Um, Obviously, the Yankees, uh, Stanton and and Judge. Jock Peterson probably would have fun with it. I think he's won it before, right? He's been in it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, He's been in it. I don't know if he's won it. Trout. Put Trout in there. Shit, Jazz Chisholm somehow hits bombs. Uh, Ernie Clement. the replacement for uh, Ozzy Albies who got hurt. Uh, Altuve's the starter. I wrong, believe. Ja- I just lied. Wrong uh, conference. Wrong, I think, wrong conference. I'm pretty sure Jazz Chisholm made the team ahead of Albies without the injury. First so. ever All-Star from the... Bahamas, in fact. Fun fact, you'll remember that for trivia in the future. Who was the first ever All-Star, MLB All-Star from the Bahamas? Jazz Chisholm. Um, you know, the Pirates got David Bednar in the closer. Will he be with the team past the All-Star break? I hope. I don't know. Brian Reynolds just put on the injured list. I know. So brutal. Um <clears throat> But the team, I think, won again tonight against the Marlins. They were up through three to one after eight. I mean, you know, they're out there. They're battling. They're young. They're pretty bad. It is what it is. Chad, do you still think the Yankees aren't the best team in the league? It's kind of preposterous that you'd say that. Uh, no, I think it is the um, Yankees are bad. Uh, it's it's the Dodgers and it's the Astros. That's that's ridiculous, dude. That is just ridiculous. Who has been? We're honestly at the halfway point. Um, I I think I guess we did this last week with the M- MVPs and Cy Youngs. Who was your your biggest surprise player of the year? Uh, I mean, it's hard not to say. I think Goldschmidt, in the sense that, you know. If we're talking five years ago, he was, you know, from a fantasy perspective, he was a top three or four pick for like basically three or four years there. And then the last the last four years, he's really fallen off. Thought he was at the back end of his career and all of a sudden he's just raking again, one of the best hitters in baseball. So I think, you know, that is definitely a surprise. Um, Pitching. I mean, what Shane McClanahan's done is just preposterous. I mean, just insane, just in dubious. Um, so those would be my two, you know, surprises. Goldschmidt hit Goldschmidt hit 294 with 31 bombs, 99 RBIs last year, and then 2019 he hit 260 with 34 bombs and 97 RBIs. Chad, I just don't think you've been paying attention. He is a hundred percent fallen. Look at where he's drafted each year. I mean, com- compared to his production in Arizona, like. His production in Arizona is more in line with what he's doing this season. I, uh, and it's not even that he dropped off. Years. Like he still went in what the fifth round. Like he's still a good player, but he's he just... was sixth in, in MVP voting last year for the Cardinals. But he has been insane this year. I mean, the three forty average. He's over a thousand OPS. He's been remarkable. But I, I think my biggest surprise is. Um, a late bloomer, former number one overall pick out of Vanderbilt University. One one individual, his first All-Star game this year, Chad disrespected him, said he was going to come back down to earth. He's gotten better since that statement. Dansby Swanson has been incredible for the Braves. I mean, pretty eye-popping numbers this year. Um, power, I mean, speed, at his average. Say again? I'm going to take a look at his numbers, and I'm going to tell you where he's going to finish the year. Based on where he's at right now. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you will. Um, he's hitting 302 with 14 bombs, 50 ribbies, and 14 stolen bases. He's he, he you know 30 30. If he keep it up, it's not pacing for it, but 
you know, you can't rule it out. So, so uh, Swanson's going to finish the year hitting, let's call it 266. He's going to have right around 110 runs. He's going to finish the year with probably 23, 24 homers. He's going to have probably 90 ribbies, call it, and 22 stolen bases. So Conservative. Decent. Conservative numbers there, pessimistic numbers. Chad's a hater of Danzig Swanson. I, I don't know if you can just project his batting average drop forty points in the Yeah, that's half. nuts. So what is he gonna hit two hundred the rest of the way? Are you kidding me? Probably. That's 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 fucking nuts. Oh man. Um Andrew Benatendi's been really good out there for the Royals this year, quietly. I think he's a big trade deadline target, probably one of the biggest uh, names to be moved here in the next coming weeks. Um, Tony Gonsolin's been a stud. I want to say that in terms of surprises. Lowest ERA in baseball. Who? Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin. Yeah. 11 and 0, lowest ERA in baseball. I still think it's pretty fluky, but insane start to the year for him. Yeah. His his K to nine, I think, is around seven. He he'll he, he'll drop back to earth. I think that one's obvious. Um, but he's he's doing it with control, and he's he's pitching well, and he's pitching how he needs to to this point. Clayton Kershaw keeps it going. Ninth All Star appearance. He's been fantastic this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think the rosters are pretty diverse. Good mix. Some breakouts. Some mainstays. The MLB All-Star Game is always really well done. It's always fun to watch. I'm excited for that. That's next week, I believe. Early in the week. Might be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I believe. MLB All-Star Game update. We're halfway through the year. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And with that, we set sail. We'll talk to you next week. We'll be previewing a conference and a division. Which ones we haven't decided yet. But I love you all. And to all, good night. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.